You're listening to Messes to Successes, a behind-the-scenes look at the strategies, tools, and insights that have taken businesses of all sizes from losing to winning with serial business builder Walden Fenster. For a VIP experience with Walden and the Venture Studios team, visit VentureStudios.com slash podcast. There you'll get access to a huge vault of resources, including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at how to grow a successful business. Hey, welcome back to Messes to Successes. We're here with serial business builder Walden Fenster. Walden, uh, we want to talk this week about maximizing uh, revenue, maximizing profitability, and creating new opportunities. Uh, no matter what your business is, your products and services really don't operate in a vacuum. Your customers have typically a spectrum of needs, and and you're one point of that. So, if you're smart you can identify ways to maybe touch them at multiple points of need and increase your return from each each client. So let's talk about finding those opportunities. You actually referenced it um, in a previous episode where we were talking about raising your hourly rate. So what are some of those ways you can create opportunities around that? You can always increase what you're charging, contract prices, hourly rates, as long as you're justifying the value that somebody's going to receive. So mm-hmm. meaning if if I'm charging $100 and somebody else is charging $100, why is somebody coming with me, becoming a client with me instead of Joe Smo over here? And the answer is I'm providing more value in whatever I'm doing. Now let's say that I want to go from $100 an hour to $200 an hour. It's creating what I like to call or what most experts call like a, a value stack. It, it's creating a whole bunch of things that they they can only get with you. And it's it's taking your value from $100 an hour to $200 an hour. So like it's it's overall, it's it's figuring out how people can justify you paying twice as much, them paying you twice as much as they would a competitor. You know, so it's figuring out, oh, well, if you come with me, you're going to get bonus one and bonus two and bonus three and bonus four. You've seen it all online. You've seen it on all these webinars nowadays where people do, value stacks and order stacks where it's just like, hey, but wait, there's more. If you join right now, you're going to get bonus one and bonus two and bonus three and bonus four. And to recap, you're also going to get X, Y, Z. You know, like they, it's, they're creating value of why you should pay them money and not somebody else. And it's, it's aligning that value and those bonuses in the client's eyes and in the consumer's eyes. So they're like, yes, wow, I want to pay him at more money than I would pay somebody else because I'm going to get all these things too. Okay. So that requires sometimes being able to think outside of the box. I've got my normal product, my normal service, and that's kind of who I am. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking in terms of like carpet cleaning or some sort of home repair, whatever that is, it, that is my service. So how do you get outside of the box to look for additional opportunities? Right. So we, as clients, as entrepreneurs, as businesses, as people on earth, we're always having to evolve. The world is constantly changing. There's new innovations every single day, every single minute, there's new ideas, new everything, you know, but like the, the key thing is there is technically nothing's ever new. It's, all, it's usually just refabricated, piggybacked on, it's brought in two ideas together, like whatever it is, but it's, it's new in that some aspect. Okay. So Overall, it's staying on pace and on trend with 
what's trending right now? Where are these innovations, maybe new technologies rolling out that's giving you an upper leg? You know, so like for an example, and I love this example because it's actually a client and it's actually a client that's been very successful after coming through Venture Studios consulting programs. But like overall, they were in consulting or construction and consulting, basically. Okay. So basically the the hiccup in their business is they were only selling high ticket items. There was no, there's no lower level anything. There was no like continuity or membership style of anything or that they could see. But thinking outside the box leads you to start to think about different aspects of construction. Whereas, yeah, let's step in and now instead of just constructing what they gave us money to do or doing all these things, maybe maybe now we can offer a blueprint service where people just want the design service, okay? Maybe now like they can just get that one service. Now, now they don't have to get the building built with us, but we can just design it for them, which is already a component of our business. But now... We can go after all these people that want things designed and design it for them, make them our clients without even having to sell them on us building it for them. You know, so that that's just one area of their business that could then be a la carted out to have a, a cross sell or an upsell advantage. Secondarily, like if you start to look at technology and you can use technology in just about any business model out there now to make it better or to add value to certain things for that construction company what we did was we started to put together a maintenance or membership style continuity program for their business. So now not only did they construct the businesses, but now there's a monthly membership on them to do upkeep and uptake. So they come through once a month, once a quarter and once a year to do different routine inspections, just like you would at the getting your oil changed at the car when they do the 64 point inspection. Now they're doing it for the, the home or the building or the barn or whatever they built but they're actually going through once a month and hitting this list, once a quarter hitting this list and once a year hitting this and charging either monthly or quarterly subscription costs. So now there's continuity built in their business. So it's more predictable. Lastly, we're able to then add on a complete new service offering around a technology package, basically turning in whatever they just constructed into a smart a smart dwelling or a smart home, a smart barn, a smart office, whatever it was, because all the technology exists now, it's already on the market. So now we can go in and we can say, Hey, now we built your place. We're going to make it smart. You know, and most people are like, Ooh, smart. What's that mean? And automated. Ooh, smart. Awesome. Whatever, you know, but like at the end of the day, it's, Oh, we can, we can put your security cameras in and we can put color changing lights. We can put smart switches and outlets in here. And oh, by the way, like we're going to monitor and maintain all this. We're going to run it through our security system and all these things. But now we're charging a monthly automation fee, you know, so, but it's all built on that smart concept. So it's, it's door locks, it's cameras, it's whatever it is. But now the construction company is a reseller for a certain security provider, maybe a Vivian, an ADT or whoever. So they have the security piece. But now because Bluetooth and Z-Wave technologies have came such a long way, now they can offer in camera bundles, door lock bundles, like all these automation pieces. So now they have a smart home package, a smart office like package that they can also sell, which creates another cross-sell and upsell. So like it's, it's different avenues and parts of the business model that you can look at to really expand in for cross-sells and upsells. So we're not just talking in terms of another product into the line. Um, there's also some ways I'm hearing where you could offer something that's a lower price point and more something more introductory. 
and something more stabilized like a subscription model. Yep. I, I want to talk about branching out even beyond yourself, your own company. How can you create opportunities to leverage other people's knowledge? Just like leveraging other people's money as an investor, how can we invest? How can we bring in other people's products, other people's expertise, other people's uh, offerings? Uh, how can you train yourself to think about those kinds of opportunities? So I've never met a business owner that's a for-profit that doesn't like money. <laughs> so, so it's very rare that somebody will be like, no, I hate money. Get it away from me. You know? So like when you're starting to look at these opportunities, like affiliate stuff, affiliate marketing, network marketing, all these businesses have been around forever. I mean, like biblical times, people were in network marketing. Like, okay. So like, like it's, it's a concept and a business model that's never going away. And it's always been around, but like, if you came to me and said, Hey, I want to white label your service or, Hey, I want to represent your company and go sell it. I'm going to pay you a commission. Great. <laughs> you know, like go sell my stuff, you know? So it's not, it's not unheard of in the world right now. It's, it's literally finding products, tech systems, services, whatever that a competitor, maybe not even competitor, maybe somebody in a completely different industry has that you don't you're like, man, like my client base is that person's client base, you know? So it could be as easy as, saying, hey, I want to send out an email to all my clients, you know, and if one of my clients buys your service, give me 40%, <laughs> you know, whatever that number is. But like, it, that's just a simple baseline indicator of taking your client base that already has one, like one persona, usually, you know, you've already identified all their demographics and all the data around that person and saying, hey, great, this one person right here, would also be great in that person's business. Or maybe that person wants also to have this service over here and it's going after it's creating that service for them or it's providing them with a vendor that already has that service. How do you do that without violating can spam laws? Cause I've seen a couple of people get flagged because they sent an offering to their database that was for an unrelated or, or it, I, I guess they didn't make the, 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 the correlation clear enough yep. they thought getting spam. How does that, how can you avoid that? So there's, couple different things here, but one of them is actually even the system that you're emailing on or system that you're sending on because you could be using the wrong system that doesn't allow affiliate marketing or pushing other people's products, you know, and if you do that, they instantly blacklist you or can spam you, you know, and then basically terminate your agreement with them and kick you off their platform. <laughs> so like it's, it's knowing what platforms to go forward with, with affiliate marketing, then also, when people are opting in, you have to make it very clear that they could re receive third-party offerings and emails. And just overall, here's a checkbox that says, hey, I agree to the terms and conditions of this website and the, the policies within. You know, So it's just literally a consent form. But the big thing nowadays, and I know this is really random and on a tangent point, but really the there's a whole bunch of data and email compliance rules that are just now coming to the United States from Europe. And you really have to be careful by doing this uh, because you could be fined and like have basically all parts of your email list taken away from you if you start just spamming people affiliate offers if they haven't had consent and signed off on it. So, things to be careful about. Yeah. You, um, there, there was a uh, an article recently about uh, five legal risks that are could be facing your company. If you haven't read that article yet, go to VentureStudio.com read the five uh yeah it's called the the, the five 
ways your company might be in legal risk. Or I, I forget. Once you see it, you'd be like, oh, that's the one he's talking about. Yeah, it's, uh, it's in the blog. Just search it, or it's probably one of the top 10 right now. So it's it also, one of our most read articles, actually, the last couple of weeks. So. Right, and it also went out uh, in the, the one of the emails that goes out. We have a, a weekly email. Um, so if you haven't seen that, if you're not a part of that email system, by all means, go to VentureStudio.com and get subscribed because all of the podcasts are linked there. All of the blogs, all the resources, uh, invitations to upcoming Unchained Entrepreneur events like the one that's coming up in, uh, was it Dallas-Fort Worth, I think is next. Yep. Uh, you had a great event just recently in Chicago. Um, yep. Really, really great. Uh, we, we need to talk about that sometime. I want to share that. <laughs> I want to share your results from that on, on an upcoming uh, episode of the podcast. So, um, so that's that. Yeah, make sure you go to VentureStudio.com. Visit with us on Facebook, join the conversation there, or on LinkedIn, and you can find all of these resources there. Walden, thanks so much again for your time today. Um, be sure to listen for the next episode of Messes to Successes next Wednesday morning. But in the meantime, have a fantastic week. God bless you, and we'll look forward to talking to you again soon. You've been listening to Messes to Successes, a podcast by Venture Studios. To get access to resources including free business training, consulting, and an inside look at growing a business, visit VentureStudio.com. This weekly podcast is produced and hosted by Walden Fenster, directed and edited by Chad Ketcher. Copyright 2019. Be sure to follow us on Facebook or LinkedIn and get new episodes every Wednesday wherever you find podcasts.